Welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? So take the blue pill, stay in Wonderland, and come down our rabbit holes. I'm doing well, man. How are you? Isn't it the red pill that you take to go down the rabbit hole? Or is it the, I thought the blue pill is like what you like stay in like your thing. If you take if you take the red pill, you go into the Matrix. If you take the blue pill, you go into the Super Nineties Brothers podcast. So ah. keep up here. Well, so, so I probably should have picked are, up. We are in the Matrix right now, technically. Well, according to the Matrix, we are in the Matrix. So That's... I don't know. I don't have access to those pills per se to Morpheus's pills, but I've got other pills that will you know do the trick. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so. No. Uh, Welcome, welcome back. Hello, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> going well. Uh, how are you, Ben? I've been, I've been great. It's uh, it's it's snowy here in Spokane. It's exactly ten degrees outside. It's uh, oh, so, that, so that's so that's nice. Um, not as nice as it probably is in uh in the Bay Area, but um, uh, you know. It's been rainy like a mother effer, like for the longest time now, and it keeps raining. There's rain this week and next week. It's it's a lot of like little mini flash floods and roof leaks and all kinds of crap. So yeah, well, um, I'm ready. I'm, I'm missing the sun too. Yeah, I think. Well, we we're getting the sun. It's just it's just super cold. Well, enough about weather. Anyways, thank you guys for joining us on our podcast. Um, I just can't say how. Um, overflowing with happiness I am. I, I don't know if I said that right, but I want to thank everyone who listened to our last podcast of um, Super Mario Brothers 3. It is by far our best podcast that we've, uh, or most listened to podcasts in the time that was since it's been published. And I just, I can't appreciate the support, guys. It's been amazing. I mean, do you, do you have anything to say about that, Adam? I I can barely go to the store to get like a pop without being mobbed by our our adoring fans and like them wanting me to sign their breasts them wanting me to give them your phone number them naming babies after me like it it the the love is real yes yeah, so, uh, and you know i we just i can't appreciate the you know the fan support enough uh that being said email us we can email us I get, we have so many ways you can contact us now you can contact how us many on ways Facebook. Uh, like at least five contact us on at our Facebook page. You can post on our, you can like post on our comments on Instagram. You can message us on Instagram at super nineties brothers. That's our podcast hand, our Instagram handle. So you can find us there. We're posting every day. We're posting our shows, past shows. You know, we're going to have, we're going to be having a lot of content come out on our, on our social media platforms. Just so you guys can, you guys can stay with us and like be entertained by us in other ways. So yeah, you can find us there. You can email us at super nineties brothers at gmail.com. And that nineties could either be spelt out or it can be done <laughs> numerically. So, uh, <laughs> because people couldn't figure it out. So we just said, fine, we'll have both. And, and you can email us at super nineties bros at AOL.com because you know what? AOL still exists. And I thought, what better than a 90s podcast to have an AOL email? So, Are you trying to attract more baby boomers? Is mm -hmm. that? Are we? Yeah. Well, my, my, okay, mom, baby my, boomers. my mom listens to the podcast, and she might still have an AOL account. 
my grandparents definitely still have an AOL email. So, you know what's kind of cool about AOL is how short it is. You know, Hotmail and Gmail is more letters to type out than AOL. I've always appreciated that aspect of it. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I, that, that's a good point. Um, who do you still have a Hotmail account? Yeah, I do. I never changed. What, what's your, um, what's your handle on that? If you don't mind putting it out there. Um, I do actually. That's my personal. <laughs> I mean, that's like my only email. Okay. But well, you can email me at super90sbros at gmail.com. Is, is there any numbers in your email? Like, is it like, like. Yes, three numbers. What numbers are they? 876. Oh, that's it? 876? Yeah. I used to have yeah. a. It's a, it's a. <laughs> Go ahead. I used to have a, a Hotmail and AOL or AIM account, and my handle was. Big Run 69. Just to throw that out there. <laughs> so with that awesome handle drop and awesome humor coming from Bremen's mouth, we'd like to remind everyone at this point that we are desperately seeking five-star reviews on iTunes. That's your best way to help the show, to uh, help promote the show, help make sure other people get to listen to the show. Um, so yeah, review the show. Those five-star reviews are awesome. Let us know what you think. And uh, email the show if you have any ideas about um, future episodes, or if you have questions, or you just want to interact with us, that'd be cool too. But today, we are not talking about um, old shows or other things we could do. Today, we are talking about the biggest movie of 1999, the best action movie I had ever seen at age 14 or whatever, and frankly, a film that changed the action movie landscape forever, if you ask me. I'm talking, of course, about The Matrix. Ow! Ow! Yes, Ow. The, Ma the Matrix. Uh, easily... The yeah, the one of the best action movies of the '90s, if not the best, definitely the most. This it was just an amazing movie. I mean, amazing action movie for its for the time when it came out. It was just pre 2000s, like you know, in everything in 2000, everything was going to end in 2000. Remember that, like the the world was going to end. Yeah, and like why why 2K why 2K and the and the Matrix was going to usher us into this new millennium. And it really, it really, the Matrix did. It did just that. Um, but definitely yeah. one of one of my favorite me, movies I ever saw in the, in the theater. Okay, so here's the plot. Absolutely, absolutely. So here's the plot of the Matrix. There's this guy named Neo, named, and it's played by Keanu Reeves, and he's hanging out at his computer, and he starts getting these weird messages that say, follow the white rabbit. So he follows this, like, tattoo on this kind of, like, hot but, like, gothic girl's shoulder into this, like, club where they're playing Rammstein's Duhast. And uh, he meets Trinity, and long story short, she, like, tells him, like, you're really special, you need to come on this journey with us. But then there's these bad guys who are played by secret agents, and they find Neo 2, and they put this nasty fucking squid thing inside its belly button as, like, a tracker bug. And so Trinity finds him again, and she has to suck the tracker bug out of him with, like, this big, giant, you know, suction gun thing that goes to his chest. She introduces him to Morpheus, who's like the head dude of the resistance. And he tells Neo that, like, you know that you're special. You know you've been living a lie. You're living inside a computer dream so they can turn you into a battery. How's that, motherfucker? And Neo's like, no. And then Morpheus is like, take, take the red pill, as Brennan said, and wake up in the real world with us. And so he does. Then he's like, oh, fuck. The real world sucks. You know why? So I wake up, and I'm in this fucking, like, field full of these giant, like, you know, pink pod shit with liquid all over me. There's all these fucking tubes up my ass and in my back. And then some big monster thing comes and, like, chokes me. And I drop into the this weird, like, pool of ooze and goo and dead people. And then a claw, like, 
rescues me and takes me up into the hole of the Nebuchadnezzar, which is Morpheus's ship, where he's got these other like computer nerds that he's pulled out of the Matrix, who he thought they were the one, or he just liked them. That's a little unclear. And they're all looking for Neo so that they can stop the secret agents and save the effing world. And how do you do that? You got to kill the secret agents and like figure out who the one is so he can change the Matrix and open the eyes of everybody so that all the people that are like attached to these like crops being grown as batteries will wake up, I guess, and then they're then they're free. And the whole point is growing free of the machines. How'd I do? Oh my god, that was that was probably the most confusing two minutes of my life. If I'd never seen The Matrix and you just explained that movie to me, I would be like. I don't know what you just said. What did I miss? <laughs> you didn't miss anything. That's that's a synopsis of the movie. Yeah, you did a fine job explaining the synopsis of the Matrix. You did about as good a job as my friend who like was like trying to tell me you, we need to go see the Matrix when it comes out. It's about this guy, and he can get guns from <laughs> like he can pull guns from out of nowhere, and it's it was at the time. It was the most confusing idea in the world. You did fine. You did fine. It's a, it's I, a synopsis. Like I did way, was, I did way better than that kid. Admit it. Um. Well, first of all, he was explaining to me a trailer that he saw. He had not seen the movie yet. Can we talk about the trailer a little bit? Yeah. Let's now, talk about now the trailer. keep in mind, nobody knew who the Matrix. So came out of left field, don't you think? This wasn't like like it had Keanu Reeves in it. Keanu Reeves wasn't popular at the time. It was made by the Wachowskis. Who the hell are the Wachowskis? They had one sort of B movie at the time that a lot of people hadn't seen, which is awesome. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But when the trailers for this movie came out, like we're thinking like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, like Johnny Mnemonic guy. And frankly, when the trailer came out, it looked pretty dorky. It looks like one of those like really dorky computer movies. In the late nineties, there was a lot of like really stupid like hacker movies about like people in computers and they were always just like so dorky full of people that had no imagination or vision for what the internet could be and us and to be honest that's what i assumed this was going to be and then when people started watching it they're like no adam that is not what it is at all you have to go see it. it's like the best action movie i've ever seen in my life that's a good it's a good example i think it's funny did you use that you say johnny mnemonic mnemonic i uh, can't say that word uh because that's another keanu reeves movie yeah, I mean, the movie, the trailer, so the trailer, like, I don't, I, 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 the mood, so the Matrix came out March 31st, 1999, so actually it's, we're on the 20th anniversary coming up of the Matrix, which is, which happened, which happened accidentally, we did not mean to pick to do this movie at its 20th anniversary, just. <laughs> Shut up, Brennan, stop, stop, we're gonna <laughs> act like we did, why do you always do that? Or you just let the good let the good times Happy coincidence. Roll. Anyways, but yeah, the trailer was just I watched so I rewatched the trailer, and I was like, so knowing watching the Matrix, it does give you a, you know, a pretty good synops a synopsis of what's going to happen in the movie. It even shows you like the final like in the trailer, it shows you the final scene of the movie, like when when Neo like realizes that he is the one and he can like see the code. Anyways. But the trailer was just, it was guns, it was, like, just really, like, cyber stuff that was going, like, there was, like, it was just weird. It, it was it was him, like, falling falling backwards in slow motion and guns going over his head, and you're like, what the hell is even going on? Is he in a computer game? This is yeah, stupid. Yeah, and at the time, Pass and, the at the, and at the time, I mean, Keanu Reeves definitely had fallen out of favor of, like, Hollywood. And, oh, Yeah. And and then in the trailer he does the he does the whoa yeah. thing 
which like so like they made it worse. It so they opened, made it worse. They opened the that, trailer with that. It's like him doing that. Like they opened the trailer. It's like the Matrix, and he's like, "Whoa!" And like, and yeah, I thought that was a weird, you know, a weird thing to do. Like, don't lead with that. Yeah, it I it wasn't a great trailer. It didn't sell me on the product, uh, but it didn't matter because it sold enough people on the action. And then word of mouth won sure. in the end. So, and then everybody and the so brother saw it. So when, when did you? How, I remember seeing it multiple times. When did you times. see it in the theaters? We, I saw it not sh- shortly after it came out. I remember like I was with Luke and like Phil Hawking and like somebody else, and we all went and saw it maybe a week or so after it came out. And my stepdad Dan like pretended to be all of our dads and got mm. us all in because it was yep. rated R, I guess, and we were still like like fourteen, you know. So that was really cool of Dan, but he didn't stay. We all just hung out and watched it. And then I saw it like at least two more times in the theater with other people um, because it was so awesome. And it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. You're talking about like all the bullets and guns. There's like these, there's so many awesome action scenes in this movie with like a Gatling gun or an automatic weapon. And the bullets are just, it, the scenes are shot in high def and they're slow motion. And each bullet hits a little spot in the tile or whatever and dust flies up. It's just an amazing spectacle. And it was unlike a lot of action movies you'd ever seen. So watching it was just like – it was sort of the realization of like what you dreamed action movies could be like when you, when yeah, you were younger. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, saw it, I saw it opening night. My, same kind of situation. My buddy Steve and like three other guys, three other of my friends, Mike, Adam, and this other guy named Rob, we all, we all like packed in his like little – Ford Taurus, and we drove down the Newport Cinemas here in, in Spokane, and uh, yeah, he bought us all the tickets. I, I was, I pre- was proceeded to be blown away by my like, at the time, what would become my like favorite movie, ever. Like when I'm like a for a fourteen year old boy, like it was such an amazing movie experience. And the movie is like two hours long, two plus hours long, and you just never, I never wanted the movie to end. It was that good. Yeah, it was just. The action, the the story, the characters, the antagonists, like, it was all just, there was just so much going on, but it all just melded into this one amazing story for in for a 14-year-old boy. Like, it was, it was, it was candy, so. And it was so fresh. It was so fresh. It was unlike shit you'd seen before, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the movie is, and the, the one thing that, at this time of, in the United States, everyone is still, everything's still very innocent. Like, this is pre-Columbine, this is pre-9-11, so like, post-Columbine? Post post-Columbine? I thought Columbine happened in 99. Yeah, by like six months. Oh, maybe not. I'm, maybe mm, are you, maybe I, it did. I thought it, maybe you're right. I, I don't know. I'm fairly certain that Columbine happened at the end of 19, like at the end of school year in 1999, So I remember being a freshman. And, and cause I remember right. a lot of the innocence of the world we lived in at the time was, you know, we was very innocent. And so, like, this movie was just, is this a fun action movie? Like, there were so many things I thought about it. At the, at the time, I was, like, I was heavily involved in youth group and in church. And this movie, like, I really thought, I, like, got into the ide- ideology of this movie a lot, like, how Neo was like the Christ figure, like <laughs> the Nebuchadnezzar comes from the Bible, like the Trinity, like there's a lot, and there's people that have written, yeah, Zion. Zion. there's just so much that you can, and it, I, I've, 
I've been wanting to make the I've been wanting to make the joke that Zion Williamson's parents named him after the Matrix City, <laughs> and like hoping that like like in earshot of a religious person who's like, <laughs> you know, will you stop drinking? I'm really you're drinking? sorry. I'm really. It's so I'm gross. really thirsty. I'm having a I'm having a cocktail. You're drinking on the air. I think that there's something against like the FCC. All right, well. You gotta stop making that noise. You need to mute yourself or something. It's gross. You know, it's like hearing your pet lick itself at night. That's like what it's like on the other end with you I'm right really, now. I, I, let me so, apologize right. to everyone. I'm sorry that I've been drinking on on my mic. <laughs> all right. So the what's what's the best thing about the movie? What do you like the best? The action scenes. I mean, the story's good, but the action scenes were amazing. That little tiny story when I was in. Um, when I was in high school, I took like an AV class, like, and um, I and you could take like you could take any VHS and you could like rip it to another VHS, and I like edited all the action scenes into one just short film, so you could just watch all the action scenes instead of watching all the all the story, and uh, and I just I mean all the action scenes are just phenomenal, like so good, like the and it, and the great and it had like so many different types of like action like it had gun action it had like you know fighting it had I don't know if it had any did it have any car chases were there many I don't think there was any car chases in the, the original Matrix no no but there's a lot of foot yeah, foot yeah, chases yeah. foot For chases sure. um so like there's just a lot of different part like different types of action in the movie then just focus on just one um. And I, that's what I, that's probably what drew me to it the most. Like those action scenes were, were phenomenal. What about you? Uh, the style for me, it's the style of the movie. Uh, like the whole film has such a, it, it made such an awesome brand for itself. It like, you know, I've read articles that it, it sort of like redefined cool at the time. Um, if you had thought about, computers or the future in ways less than the matrix you were no longer considered cool and this was like the new standard and wearing black became like this cool new thing and like believing in you know that the world is, is a some other form of consciousness um a lot of people like got that from the matrix um because they hadn't thought about stuff like that at the time when you're like a 14 year old boy it's not something you think about you don't question your existence all that often some of us <laughs> did and we turned out weird and we make podcasts but most of us didn't um, and, uh, the way that the, the way that the slow motion was done and the way that the shots were, I remember there's this, the scene where like Neo and Trinity, like they like download, like how to be a helicopter pilot into Trinity. And suddenly they're, he, they're driving around this helicopter to go save Morpheus. And Neo starts firing this awesome, like side cannon from the helicopter copter into the agents. And there's all these awesome shots of just the, the, the waves of bullets falling through the sky. I don't know. This, this whole movie with the grittiness of it and sort of the, the dingy look and feel, but also very sleek. I don't know. There's something that's just awesome about it. The way, the way it was all yeah, baked bullet together. Time. They, they developed, um, they developed the Wachowskis and, uh, not the Wachowskis, but, um, but they, their visual effects guy, I don't know his name. Um, but he developed this whole new this camera um, system where it's like a 360 degree like camera system, 
and it would take you could take like um you could take an image and just go all the way around it and it went from like what the standard of like a 12 100 200 ugh, 120 frames per second to like 12,000 frames per second and that's how they developed the the bullet time scenes um which is yeah so his name there's a few people there's a few people john john gata john um oh i just had it so john gata janet janet mm-hmm. something uh long story short they won best visual effects academy award best sound mix best editing best sound editing so it was what i just said it was like it looked amazing and the academy I mean, at recognized the time, this it movie on was several a, fronts a technical achievement like it was yeah, it was it was a beautiful movie and just state of the art. Um and 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 tons of movies afterwards like totally stole this concept of bullet time and used it in their movies. Like I I don't know any the most the other the the one movie that comes to mind is Charlie's Angels, um, the the remake. Um but like a lot of like you started seeing that type of cinematography in a lot of other movies. Um, not really used that much. It's not really used that much anymore. Yeah. At the time, uh, it was amazing. Um, I'll say that uh, I looked up the Columbine incident and it actually came out one month okay. after wow. the Matrix was released. Um, that's interesting. So let so so let's go through some of the characters in the Matrix. Um, first of all, you got Neo played by Keanu Reeves. Um, he's sort of like this uh guy that works in a cubicle for a computer company, but is he's. He's sort of like dead inside at his job. He's just going through the motions of life, and he's like a hacker. Um, and he sells he sells illegal hacker shit on the black market to these guys that we're beginning. It's a little unclear what it is, but it, it, we're led to believe it's some sort of virtual reality drug. What? Or something it's like it's that. a what? Um, and he, you know, he sells like this weird little disc to this guy at the very beginning when he follows the white rabbit. So he's definitely in okay. some weird hacker shit. And he's like, if you get caught with those, and the guy's like, relax, man, I've never been here. Anyway, and so Neo's kind of like unsure of himself the whole movie, like, cause everyone's telling him he's the one, but he's not sure. He, everything seems weird and confusing to him. He's waking up and eating fucking oatmeal every day. And, uh, it, he's going through a tough time. And so he's sort of, uh, the strong silent type, I would say. He doesn't talk a lot in this movie. He's being talked to a lot. And his responses are very brief because everything's coming at him all at once. And it's a lot to yeah, take um, in, So, I mean, Neo's the, the central character that the movie's moving forward to, like, kind of tell the story of the Matrix. Like, you need this character that's, like, kind of like the savior. And it, it kind of... I, I don't know why... Yeah, that's a good point that he doesn't have many, many lines. I think it, it's because all these other characters, Morpheus, Trinity... Agent Smith are kind of they're driving him through this this world of the Matrix, um, and yeah, he's Morpheus. Tell us about Morpheus. So Morpheus is the the leader of the Nebuchadnezzar of this ship that's part of the Resistance, of which they don't really get into much in this movie. You have to watch the sequels, which we will not talk much about at all. Uh, and uh, he leads these this this crew of ragtag hackers that help him you know that help him free other like captured um people that are in the matrix um and really what he's trying to do is they're trying to find 
Neo, the one. Like he's been told by the Oracle that he will find the one and that he will, you know, he will free, you know, he will free the the humans. Um and so he's kind of a strong he's a he's strong, he's a he's a leader, he's a teacher, he um he there's a lot of scenes with him and Neo in the training sequences where he's just teaching Neo about what the Matrix is and, and teaching him how to use his powers. So, Adam, why don't you tell us a little bit about the character Trinity? Yeah, it was just kind of like a token girl character, honestly. Um, she didn't have a ton of uh, big lines, I would say. She was mostly like kind of part of the plot. She had this thing where she knew she was going to fall in love with the one. That's what the Oracle told her. And she fell in love with Neo. But is he the one? He must be, because she fell in love with him. And then they, like, kiss at the end. Um, and so she loves him. And she's, like, a badass. Took me wrong. I mean, they all are. They all have, like, all this awesome, like, downloaded karate and awesome jumps. And the, the, very, the very opening scene of the movie is really badass. It's, like, Trinity in this little room. And all these, like, cops and this one agent start chasing her. And she does all these things where, like, they... She, like, freezes in time, and the camera spins around, like, 180 degrees, and she kicks some fool in the face. And she's running up and down these, like, you know, <clears throat> kind of tiered roofs and making these big-ass long jumps and diving through windows. Like, it really sets the pace for the whole movie. But as a character, she wasn't intrinsically involved. She was kind of there to fall in love with Neo. That's true. I mean, she, yeah, they, she just, she was there to kind of drive the plot along, and then, and then at the end, she just, I mean, she's... I mean, yeah, she is kind of a character that's like she's very attractive. She's very like I mean, I probably I mean, who, I had a crush attractive. on on Carrie Ann Moss. I had a crush on Carrie Ann, Ma- Carrie Ann Moss, but like, yeah, her character doesn't really serve much purpose other than to like be there she's okay. for Neo. We're she's talking. a good. She's a good character. She's a, she she's they, she had a no, lot I'm, of good I'm fighting. Talking. She had really good fighting scenes and but, but um, physically, let's not go nuts. Oh, I'm not gonna get into that. I thought she's she's very she's she's a she's very sexy in the movie. In the movie, she's got like short hair and she's got like that. She wears a frown the whole time and she's pale. Like she's a lot prettier mm. in other roles, but in this movie, I, I don't know. She's kind of kind of creepy. I, I like I, I I really liked Carrie Ann Moss's you character like creepy, Trinity. Yeah. So you like creepy women? No, that's, that's cool. I mean, she, she's not very that. creepy. That that scene where she like she's like talking to Neo in the club and she like gets right next to his like ear and like she's just like talking to him closely like what's a it was a very she's a very it was a very she's a, Do you have a thing with I mean, she's ears? a good character oh my gosh i like just answer the character answer the question. I, trinity was a good character and she was attractive woman so and do you have a thing with your ears like when like girls like kiss your ears you like that I mean, it's like I mean when if you I do it's okay. Only, only, it. only one woman has ever kissed my ear, and that's my wife. So and you um, like it? It's not. I mean, it's kind of it kind of gives me the tingles, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> yes, it gives you the tingles, which a lot of people <laughs> like. I like it. I was just trying to get to the the root of this. No, the tingles are fun. You're right. All right. Uh, so the next the next character is my favorite character, and that's Cipher. He's uh, played by uh, Joey Pants, Joe Pantaleone. Um, Joey Pants is the only actor that, in this movie that I know of, at least primary actor, that was also in the Wachowski's first movie, which is this awesome movie called Bound, where Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon play like these sort of lesbians, and one of them is married to uh, Joey Pants, and he's like messed up with the mob, and there's all this money. It's a really cool, awesome, underrated, like 
kind of low-budget movie that people should check out. I heard some story that that was the movie the studio let the Wachowskis do to make sure that they were competent filmmakers before the studio gave them funding for the Matrix. Uh, That's a story. I heard. I that. have. I, I have. That. I have a. So yes, you're right. But what happened was Wachowski signed on for three movies. They signed on for Assassins, um, Bound, and The Matrix. So they had these three movies that they came to the studio, whatever studio they were with. Um, and they pitched them and they were, and they didn't let them make assassins. And so then assassins was rewritten and, and then they were like, we are, we are not going to let the studio take our vision of movies away. So we're going to direct the movies from now on. And so then they directed bound and then, um, and that was a success. And then they were able to make, uh, the matrix. Uh, but yeah, it started with Assassin, so... All right, so back to Cypher. He is one of the shipmates on the Nebuchadnezzar, and he is uh, the oldest shipmate, and he's got kind of like this badass, like, kind of pointy mustache and little, like, flavor saver, but no hair otherwise. So Cypher is... He's a little seedy. You can tell that he's there's a little, he's got a little bit of an edge to him. And then he betrays uh, the rest of his crew... So that he can eat steak and, like, be an actor in The Matrix and, like, you know, fondle Agent Smith's balls. He, like, sells out his homeboys. And, um, yeah, that's my favorite character. Um, <laughs> that's your favorite character because he wants to – you like that character because he sells everyone out to become an actor. That's what – because you want to be – like, that's who you want to be him. <laughs> also because I like Joey, Joey Pan. Joe Pantaleone is, like – he was in The Goonies as one of the Charlie Brothers. brothers. He's also yeah. my favorite character in The Sopranos. Um, this guy named Ralphie, who's just a, just a psychopath. And um, anyway, I just really enjoy his performances in general. Why do you so, feel? Yeah, is that his name? Do people call him Joey Pants? Is that like a nickname people give him? Yeah. Okay, I, I'm not aware of people calling him Joey Pants. So. Okay. Well, it's just short for Pantelli. Is that what you call him? Is that like the nickname you gave him? No, I've like heard people talk <laughs> about him and call him. Oh, okay. That. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm perpetuating. I'm perpetuating a good nickname. I see. Uh, so then, uh, so yeah, Cipher was he was the the scene where he is having dinner with um with Agent Smith is is a great scene because he's just like they kind of cut to like him you know talking to Agent Smith and there's like an opera singer or maybe piano playing and he's just kind of sitting there eating steak and he's just like I don't want to be in the ma- I want to be put back in the Matrix. And no, he's, he's like, I, he's and, like, I know the steak is isn't real. I know that its juicy deliciousness isn't actually here. But after all these years of eating shit and living in the real world, which sucks, ignorance is bliss. And then he like puts the steak in his mouth, all like sensually. And Agent Smith is like, Yeah, whatever you want, boy. And they consummate the deal in more ways than one. <laughs> which brings us to our next character, probably one of the one of my favorite characters is Agent Smith. Uh, played by the played by the Hugo Weaving, who's like just an amazing actor. Um, and so yeah, Agent Smith is just he's the, he's part of the he control he's part of the team that like kind of controls the Matrix and makes sure everything is on the right path. Um, and his kind of tasks to go take down Morpheus and his crew, and part of that is you know they're because they are trying to intercept the one. They're trying to make sure that that Morpheus doesn't find the one, the, the one that's going to like cause, start the rebellion of the humans in, in, in the real 
world, or I guess what well, Morpheus calls it the real. Isn't that actually, I'm right? Well, sort Go of. Ahead. At the end, at the end of the Matrix, Agent Smith tells Morpheus that he's really there to get so that he can destroy Zion, which is like the only city left in the real world mm. in the Earth's core. And so he, what his real goal is, is to find Morpheus so he can get some access code into Zion so he can send his little like squid sentinel robot killer bugs in there to like kill all the real people in the real world that that's yeah that's correct that's i forgot about that that's what the that's what the sequels get into mostly but uh but yeah he's just a i mean they need they need like a i mean they have the antagonists internally of cypher but then these are more of like the generic antagonist the bigger or not generic but like the bigger picture antagonists there's three of them and they are just and they can kind of take on any any other person that's in the matrix like they can kind of just appear out of nowhere because they can because they they have access to the code that's a little bit too deep yeah um but yeah, then fine someone <laughs> go sees, ahead if someone sees neo then the agents can just like become them and that's a skill that's used a little inconsistently in the movie if i may say so myself after having yeah. just watched it recently it seems like they could have done that a little more effectively or more aggressively earlier in the movie based on how they're doing it at the end. Like, at the end, they're just, like, they're anticipating people in front of where he's going to be and turning into him and shooting him in the gut and stuff like that. Like, at the beginning, it seemed like our protagonist had a lot more leeway with that particular movie rule. Yeah, that, that's true. It kind of becomes a little bit more more at the very end. Uh, it's like, yeah, now we're serious. Yeah, now we're, now we're going to catch you. Um, okay, and enough finally... messing around, Neo. <laughs> And finally, there's um, kind of a side character, but a very big character is Oracle. Uh, she's you explain this character because you just watched this film. She's this old black lady that lives in a crappy apartment building in the projects, and she's got all these creepy little kids in her living room, and they're like doing shit with their minds. They're like spinning like uh, blocks around. And there's this one weird little like cancer-looking boy in who's wearing seriously like like a what are those things called? Um, like a tarp around him. And he's like bending the spoon. And he's like, he's like, don't, he's like, don't try to bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, try to realize the truth. There is no spoon. And then Neo like starts bending the spoon. And then later in the movie, he's like, there is no spoon. It becomes like part of the rhetoric of the movie. Um, so then like Neo meets, meets the Oracle and she's making him cookies and she tells him that he's not the one. And so Neil's mm. like, if I'm not the one, I gotta go save Morpheus then and sacrifice myself because Morpheus is, I don't know, outranks me in this weird cyber world. I don't know. But what is, like, what is, like, because he is, because Neo is the one. If anyone is not aware, Neo is an anagram for the one. <laughs> there's a little bit more to it than that. Like, she's telling him what he wants to hear because, like, because there's a lot of conflict in Neo in the movie because he's just like, he doesn't believe that he's the one. She kind of just tells him what he wants to hear because he, he'll he figure that he's out, that he's the one by himself. Um, yeah, so why even go and, to the Oracle one would ask, but oh well. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. But yeah, she she's there, the Spoon Boy's there. The, the, there is no Spoon played a very important role in my life. When I was... Uh, when I was in cross country, when I ran in high school, like the Matrix was like easily one of my favorite movies of when I was a when I was in high school. I would I would run in cross country and I would say to myself, "There is no spoon." 
to convince myself to run harder. Because uh, like, they're what, basically like the mantra, like a mantra. Yeah, like I'd be like I'd be running in a race, and I'd be and I I would audibly say to myself, "There is no spoon," just so I would run harder. Um, and it worked well for me. Okay, but yeah. Um, so <laughs> we went through all the best characters. Uh, let's talk about some of the best scenes in the movie. And for me, like the first one that comes to mind is the scene where like a Neo's just gotten to the ship and he's like healed up now. And they decide to, like, start training him. So they, like, sit him in this big-ass chair, and they start downloading all these awesome programs into him. And he's like, I know kung fu. And the dude's like, show us. And so, like, uh, Neo and Morpheus start having this, like, awesome karate fight in this dojo where they're both going super fast and kicking and punching. And Morpheus kind of teaching him about the world. He's like, you think that's air you're breathing now? He's, like, kind of like a cocky dickhead about it the whole time. But it's cool. Yeah, uh, definitely. the The whole training sequence is a lot of fun when they're when they're going through like teaching the teaching what the what, teaching Neo what the Matrix is, and in that specifically the dojo scene, they use a lot of like. There's a scene where like, is it Neo or is it Morpheus? Morpheus, uh, Morpheus is up in the air like in like a crane, and he's like gonna fall down like, but it's all in like slow motion, and it's just like it's just a good it's just a very good setup to like what the matrix can do. Like you can like learn Kung Fu out of nowhere. Like, so they're setting up like some rules can be bent. Others can be broken. And then he goes on like this big ass um, long jump and Neo's like, Whoa. And then Neo tries to make the jump and he falls into like, sort of like this rubbery pavement and everyone watching back in the Nebuchadnezzar is like, nobody makes the first jump. But like everyone was thought he would make the first jump because he's a one Adam. No, Trinity thought he, he would. Cause Trinity's just, the, the dumb girl character in this movie. No one else oh, actually God. thought he did. I mean, let's get real. Like, Trinity does nothing important in this movie other than, like, kind of stand around and look weird. Um, you you have another scene listed here. I want to say, I want to save that for before. I want to talk about my other, you know, favorite scene. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, maybe, I guess it doesn't really matter because it happens after the scene you want to talk about. But But the scene I'm talking about is the showdown between, in the subway between Neo and Agent Smith. And they like, it's like kind of like an old Western theme. Like, uh, they're like in a subway. All I I want to say, oh, it must be like a newspaper or something that kind of like rolls over the like floor and like it's very like eerie and like yeah. And then all like, of a sudden, like a there's newspaper, an old, a newspaper. And then like there's an old man sitting there. And then all of a, a sudden, hobo. he's not an old a hobo or yeah, hobo. He's a hobo. Sorry. And then all of a sudden, it's not a hobo anymore. It's now Agent Smith. And like it starts just like really big fight of like agent smith and neo which leads to the the final scene eventually but uh it's a really it's a really cool fight scene there's a lot of really iconic moves that like people were doing with their friends for like years afterwards also one of the longest scenes to like film in the movie um there's a lot of like choreography in that in that scene oh i bet and then you know what's a really you know what's a really badass scene is the scene where neo first wakes up and he wakes up and he's in those like fucking battery fields with all that pink goo and shit, you know? And he's like mm. all plugged in and then, then like you're like, Whoa, what the hell is this place? It's like your first glimpse at the real world. And he looks down and there's just like hundreds of thousands of these little pods holding people that are asleep but plugged into the matrix. That whole sequence is so cool where he gets unplugged and he falls through into the goop and he gets saved and then he gets sort of like treated and you just get introduced to the real world. Because you're like, what is this? Especially the first time you watched it, you had like no idea what was coming. 
it was like so cool to like go on that adventure with him. <laughs> that seems, I, yeah, that's, I remember that scene seeing it and, and like seeing it for the first time was like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. But then the, the second part of that scene is like him going down like a water slide, which I thought was kind of goofy. And then he's like swimming around like in this, like all these like, kind of like this, this really gross water. And then all of a sudden, like the, the, ne- the Nebuchadnezzar comes above him and like picks him up. But then it's like, what picks him up is like this claw thing, and it looks like it's like a game, like a one of those claw games. And it's like, oh, you just you just won a Neo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I so agree with you. That whole sequence feels a little it feels a little off. Like the, the don't get us wrong, the movie's super cool and really well thought out, but this particular plot sequence feels a little too convenient. Why is there a water slide? And who? What is that monster thing that unplugs him from a matrix? And how's Nebuchadnezzar just able to like sit down there with like this little hatch that opens up and drop a claw down and grab him? How'd they know where he was? I don't know. There's there was a lot of things that were a little too convenient in this sequence, but you kind of forgive him. Right. Um, and then finally, the best scene we can all agree is the scene where Neo and Trinity are going into building that's and they're they're dressed in trench coats and they have like a bag of guns and they just and there's probably I don't know, two, three dozen cops like in this or policemen. I don't know if they're really cops or SWAT team that they're just like, and they just like, it's all in slow motion. And then they, and they just are just destroying like all of these, these police, these cops. It's such, it's such a cool scene. And uh, they're just and everything. Everything is like marble. And so like they're shooting like, pillars and everything's just blowing up everywhere it's it's such an amazing scene you can probably explain a lot better than i can like the uh no you're doing a good job they just have a ton of rounds flying around everywhere and the the slow motion and the cg of the bullets coming through the scene and then the, the actual effects they were using to like blow up the tiles and stuff and trinity's like running up the walls and neo's like like doing like these awesome 360 spins through the midair and shooting people while he's doing it and it's all in like this super slow motion, but it just looks awesome. I don't know. And then he gets in the helicopter, and the, they they kill the one agent. Trinity's like, dodge this, and she shoots him in the head. And there's all those rounds falling out of the sky, like I talked about earlier, coming from like the helicopter's Gatling gun or wherever that was. And they kill other agents with the Gatling gun. It was just it was just an awesome sequence. And I would, I mean, I have no idea how many fi- rounds were fired in this like ten minute sequence, but I would guess you know like right. like a hundred thousand plus. You know, what I mean, like it's constant the whole time. For sure. Do you think that? Do you think they uh, make do you think that scene would happen in today's world? <laughs> like, um, it would be all CG. So I, I don't know. It could. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, no, I'm talking about like just know. like the blue lives matter, blue lives matters type type of world that we live in. Like, do you think that like I do, I feel like there's we well, live in a world now that every everyone's kind of sensitive to like guns and you know. Blue Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, like school shootings, you know, some some would definitely would argue that like this led to what happened that, you know, some school shootings and like, because like these people just come in with all these guns, like bag of guns and they're in trench coats. Like, yeah, it's just like, a, I, I don't know if this scene would ever happen again, like without I no like I mean, some groups. Everyone wants, everyone wants to blame something for everything. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe there's still awesome action movies coming out. I think it could work. Um, I don't know. Let's um, not get into that. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. I, I, but yeah, I, it's a great. It, besides, I, what I'm trying to get at is just like 
we should I feel like people should probably get over some of their laurels of like gun control and stuff like that and like just appreciate like fun action movies. Like the scene itself is this it's so cool. Like go back and watch the movie, watch the action sequences if you if you don't want to watch the whole movie. They're just action sequences are just like so well choreographed. And like Adam said, it, it's not these scenes weren't done in CG CGI. Like they're done like like that scene itself, like I I don't know. I, I wish I should have done a little bit more research like about like all the like the filming of it. But like I wanna say that that scene, like when they filmed that scene, like they had to like redo the entire the interior of that that set like multiple times to you know, to keep to to do it. And like that it just took so much time to to do some of these like action sequences um so yeah well um so how many i think we i think we i think we've had it? I, oh, go ahead what's that how many what times i probably that? i i've probably seen it 50 times but that's 50? because i probably watched <laughs> but that's because i probably watched it 40 times in my like in my high school life um i definitely rewatched those scenes a lot the action sequences at least i don't even know how to explain it like i don't i'm not a big action movie like guy like guy like i'm not like i don't go out of my way to go see action movies like i've never seen any of the expendables i've never i don't watch john wick um i haven't seen any john wick movies um all i've heard of all of which i've heard are, are amazing action movies but like there's just something about the matrix that just like really struck struck a chord with me and i just I had like I just watched it all the time. I had it on VHS. I had it on DVD. Like I like it was one of those movies that like if I so what people what everyone should know about me is that I watch movies at night. Like I'll go to bed and I'll like I'll I'll just put on a movie everyone, and I'll watch it everyone every night. Everyone needs to know that. Everyone. <laughs> everyone should well if you're listening to the show, you want to know why I watch movies fifty times. Everyone should it's because but, but they should they should know it, yeah. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um so i don't I even know where i was going with that you broke me um, you say that everyone should know how much you watch movies at night it's very important to know what time you go to the bathroom how many times you shower in a week too let us know, what we uh, know. I, I shower at least 12 times a week i, w I would see that um, okay. okay, so <laughs> you've seen it like how many times, times have you seen, seen it, Adam? I don't know, twenty to twenty-five in there. I'd say I definitely haven't seen it fifty times. Um, I've probably watched pieces of this movie fifty times. I haven't like watched it from beginning to end fifty times, but I've I've definitely watched. I've definitely like sat in front of the TV and watched pieces of it fifty times, which I would say right, is well, enough. That's not then you're coming down off your number. You just, you like lessened your number by 50%. What else okay, should we know? Net, net times I've seen this movie is probably 35. There you go. Okay, fine. So we've seen it a lot because it's good. It's fun to watch. It's a good action movie. Um, And it had a huge like cultural impact on, like we said, the action palette at the time for movies coming out. It sort of raised the bar. Action movies that came out after The Matrix that didn't look as cool, didn't have enough guns, didn't have enough action, didn't have enough style. They just felt lame. It was it was the new bar that action movies had to meet, and many action movies in the few next few coming years just simply could not meet it, and they were sucky by comparison. And it it was uh, 
it was just the leader in the clubhouse for, for you know probably like half a dozen years or so um of what an action, a good action movie needed to be yeah i can't even think of a good action movie that, like what like I, I can't even think of what action movies came after it that were like comparable to it um i maybe the action genre is just kind of lacking in my opinion like recently like i mean i mean and especially after the matrix i i, I really don't know any action movies that i can i can't even name one that came after the matrix well what is something that it compares to i'm sorry what'd you say what is a action movie that is like comparable to the matrix after the matrix oh i don't know uh johnny mnemonic that came before johnny johnny mnemonic's like 1996 oh i'm sorry you said after yeah after i don't know um i don't know it's it's hard to say i jupiter ascending <laughs> oh that that's a that's another Wachowski's brother uh I'm thinking, like, yeah, the only other, like, there's a one action movie that comes to mind would be, like, The Rundown with, like, one of The Rock's first, like, action movies, which was, like, had some good action sequences in it. But, the like, trans- oh, the, tr- the Transporter? The Transporter. I get, yeah, yeah. That was sure, right? the best one, I'd say. Um, yeah. We don't, really need to get it. we don't really need to get into, like, other action movies. Uh, sequels. Um, I don't, re- we don't really need, I don't really want to get into the sequel too much just because it's kind of a, a sore subject no, we need to, for me. We, no, we, no, we need to talk about it. It's part of the tale. So the <laughs> Matrix was so popular. It was so popular that sequels had to be made. Everyone demanded them, and there was a huge cash grab opportunity available for the Bukowskis and the studios involved. So naturally, they made a sequel. And the first one comes out, I don't know, three years later, maybe four. And there was a ton of hype. Everyone was so excited. I'm pretty sure, like, me and you went and saw it on midnight, like, the day it came out. Um, long story short, there was nothing they could have done that could have lived up to this hype or the success of the original. And as a result, everyone ended up hating the sequels. To this day, I don't know anyone that's more than neutral about it. Like, I've never even heard somebody say, I love the sequels. Probably because I don't associate people with that, that would have that bad of an opinion. Because they were so bad. I, I can't think of a movie's legacy that was ruined worse than The Matrix by its shitty sequels than this. It, they were, it was so much in the wrong direction of cool and so over the top at every turn and confusing and way too deep in this weird artificial world where people are flying around and there's 8 billion Agent Smiths. It was such a letdown. There, it was just awful in every way, shape, and form. There's no nice way to say it. The Matrix sequels were awful, and they painted the original Matrix poorly. Yeah, I mean, I I strongly believe that Matrix is one of those movies that should have been left alone, um, only because it, it could have been a the the history of the Matrix. If it would have been left alone, would be would be on the level of like the Big Lebowski. Like it would be one of those movies that was left in lore, but was left alone, uh, and. But then these sequels came out, and it, I mean, a lot of it has to do with like the the Lord of the Rings. Like the Lord of the Rings had filmed all their movies in, in over like a course of like a couple of years, and then there was all these sequel, all these movies that were coming out, these like trilogies or or I don't. There was a couple of them, but they just filmed them all at once, and then they released them over course of a year. And the Matrix Reloaded and then the Matrix Revolutions were, was one of them. What the first the first half. Released in, I think, I believe the spring of like 2000, um, 2002, or not 2002, 2003. And then the, the second half was released at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those, I'm one of the few, 
who enjoyed them when they came out, but then realized Loser. that like later. And I like, well, you know, me and you wrote, we're on the community college newspaper together and we wrote a newspaper column. Uh, I forgot the, it was, and we had to do the pro and the con. You did the, you usually did the con and I usually did the pro. And so I had to write a review about the matrix reloaded and about like why I enjoyed it. But yeah, there was this, it was a lot of oh, CGI. Yeah, did, it was like a, it was like two jerks write a re- review a movie or something. It was like me, me and you both review the same movie and we like printed it side by side in our little newspaper. I, I believe the title of, we always change the title about what our corner, I think it was like Brendan and Adam's like movie corner or something like that. And we always had like a different tagline. And one of the taglines was two got two guys who like the smell of women's panties. Review the same movie. Review it, yeah, and we reviewed wow, the same wait, movie. Wow, that's pretty embarrassing. I can't believe you admitted that. Like, why would you bring? Like, I had completely put that into my dark place to uh, forget uh, uh, my my oogliette in my soul. <laughs> why would you bring that out? That was a horrible, horrible line. But yes, um, and I remember in that article, I was torching it, saying it was a terrible piece of shit, and you and I disagreed vehemently. You, like, really liked it. And you couldn't explain yourself why you liked it. You just did. You were just some fanboy. I was, uh, I was in denial. I wanted to, I wanted the Matrix to be like, I wanted it to be good. Like, and there's parts of it that you can enjoy, but, like, yeah, the movie, the the, the second parts are just, they're just, they're just there. They're what they are. They They made them, and the Matrix will never you know they'll they'll never get they'll never get back what they had because of the sequels. Now they're talking about making a fourth Matrix because Meh. that's what people do now. And um, and so in 2017 they announced that they were that Warner Brothers was working on a a reboot. You we do we should mention there is kind of like the lead up to the Matrix Reloaded. There was a kind of like all these anime shorts that were created to kind of like boost up, you know, the matrix reloaded act. Those shorts are actually pretty good. They actually like lend itself to like the history or what, what have you of the matrix, but then matrix reloaded and revolutions happened. And, and everyone kind of forgets the animatrix. Did you, did you see the animatrix? Is what I I'm talking about. Parts to it. The, the animatrix was a series of short films. My, my good friend, Chris is just obsessed with the matrix. And he had the Animatrix. And I saw several of them with him. They were like cartoons, I remember. And like there was one or two really cool ones. And there was a few that I thought were weird. So I think they were kind of like all over the map, to be honest. Um, so sure. real quick, I just looked I just looked up the Rotten Tomato scores of all three movies. Um, so I can't play. And I don't, we don't need to have the game or anything. But do you care to guess where all three land? I know. I think I know the first one. I mean, know the Matrix. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to guess this. The two, the the first one's like an eighty, right? And then so Matrix Second Reloaded, thirty three. No, way higher. Oh wow. Sixties, sixty five. Like seven? No, it's like seventy three. On a Rotten Tomatoes. I know it's nuts. What? But don't worry the. What, the what you the one you believe is next. What do you think Ma- Matrix Revolution was? Okay, thirty five. Yes, thirty six. So wow, critics liked Matrix Reloaded for some reason. I thought, oh man, I, I mean, they were both bad, but I guess Revolutions was worse because he was flying around the whole time. 
Revolutions was worse because it dealt more in like the real world and like less than like the Matrix. Like the Matrix Reloaded was like essentially just the Matrix like part two, but in like because a lot of the movie and in, was involved in the Matrix. It was um, you know, and and then it left you on this, and then it left you on this cliffhanger. And I, you know, it'd be interesting to go back and just watch Reloaded again and not watch Revolutions because the Matrix, maybe that's why I argued it because the Matrix Reloaded was, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I've, I've read that one of the reasons why there was so much CGI in the sequels was because in the original, there's so much stunt work and everyone was getting hurt. There was so much, there are so many like actors and like stunt doubles, like getting hurt that cool. they like, they they chose to to make it to have more CGI in the fight scenes because they didn't want the actors getting hurt and it and, like, and it shows and it shows yeah and so so uh, the the only real thing we else we need to talk about I think is the effect that this this movie had on Keanu Reeves' career which was descending pretty sharply at the time he did this movie and this. Gave him the whole new second life and propelled him on a long series of awesome, successful action movies, sci-fi movies, war movies. Like he has been, he's been a A-lister really since this movie. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say he's um, he's done some 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 good. He's done some really good movies. I mean, I know the the, the John Wick series has been really successful. I haven't watched it. Um, he's done some other like kind of you know, smaller films. He's also done some really bad movies. He did that like samurai movie, which was like, was critically panned. Um, you know, I, I, the one thing I'll say about Keanu Reeves is that he's had a really, I feel so bad like for him in his life before the matrix. Um, when the matrix was being filmed, he was in the prime of his career and he was really, he was, you know, a, he was very happy in his life. he, and then after the Matrix happened, he um, there's some crazy family stuff that happened with him, and he he lost he he lost a child, and he lost his like wife, and and since then like Keanu Reeves has just kind of changed as like a person like that. I mean that would change anybody's life, um, but he's just he's kind of uh, I just feel bad for him as like like what happened to him after the Matrix. Uh, personally, because that would just wreck anybody. Um, and so, and you can kind of see that when you when he's interviewed, he's just kind of sometimes seems like a shell of a person. And I think a lot of that has to do with like what happened in his like with his family. He there was like a falling out with his family, and there was like some this crazy personal shit that happened to him. So, um, yeah, yes, he's had a good career. Um, he's had a good career, but he's yeah, I'm sure he would trade all that for you know, what happened to him like early on. Um, so sorry for, Maybe. sorry for bringing, bringing yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. Way, for, to, way to end, <laughs> way to end on a high note, Brennan. Um, I don't think a lot of people well, realize you, that about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'll let you dig us out of this low note before we close the show. Do you have anything positive to say? Yes. The Matrix is a movie that everyone should go back and revisit. If And if you hadn't, haven't seen it, um, you need to go get mind fucked because it is 
I can't think of many movies that mind F you more than the matrix. Uh, it's definitely a movie that will live on as like a, this, a centerpiece of, of action movies, not just nineties action movies, but action movies forever. Like if there's ever like the other thing, Go ahead. The other thing you should know, the other thing you should know is that Brennan watches movies at night before bed. So, mm-hmm. you know those two things. <laughs> most importantly, most importantly. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this show. Um, we really appreciate it. We really, really, really appreciate you guys giving us those five-star reviews. We're, we're like three away from hitting 20. And we really need to hit that number. We've been on that number for a little bit. I realize a lot of people listen to this show. Um, now a good handful of you guys and I could just go out and just review us, give us that five stars on iTunes. Um, you know, find us on Facebook at super nineties brothers, um, Instagram, our new, our new page, follow us there. You can follow me at, on Twitter at Bropo mode. Where, where are you at Adam? I can't believe you. How do you never remember this? We say it's like every time at Adam Pitzler. It's so easy. It's so easy. You forget every time. I don't spend much time on Twitter, to be honest with you. It's um, not that. I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about having like a relationship with your co-host on a podcast we've been doing for three years, and you like can't remember the tag. I've taken the time to remember your tag, buddy, and yours is like like something you have to remember. Mine is literally my name. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know if I follow you on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good start. So for Bird Pointer, <laughs> I am. I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another mind-effing edition of Super 90s Brothers Matrix Style. Check us out online. Email us about uh, future shows you want to talk about. You can interact with us on any of those meetings. We'd love to hear from you guys. We're going to be doing giveaways. Our next show is going to be TV shows, video games, movies. We got all kinds of stuff coming at you. Memes. Follow us. Like us. Share us. You know what to do. Hit it, Brennan. Peace. Peace.